Today on We Here, Page Six caught Andy McDowell allegedly sneaking out of a park that was closed to the public, as if we needed more stuff to be outraged about. Chris Cuomo was officially released from his basement lair after getting the coronavirus all clear. And the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke says her parents' generation really effed us. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Maggie, I am so excited for the podcast today. I actually just felt like butterflies before we started recording there because there's so much great stuff to talk about today, and I'm super excited. That's right. We might be quarantined, but we have plenty of juicy scoop. Exactly. You know, Maggie, I'm also excited because I think that I've become more inventive by necessity during this time of isolation and quarantine um, where I actually I think I made up like a brilliant new game yesterday that people can play at home when they're bored. Oh, OK. Please share. So yesterday my wife was on and had an important work Zoom call to be on, and I needed to keep my kids occupied for a while. So we were, uh, we kind of made up this game by accident because they were arguing about what songs to play on Alexa. And then we mm-hmm. just started making up song titles and asking Alexa to play whatever song title they made up. And bizarrely, usually that is a song. So for example, we learned that there is a song called Poo Poo. <laughs> Right, go on. A, a song called Litterbug. My my mm-hmm. son wanted Alexa to play Litterbug. My daughter wanted Alexa to play Poo Poo. There were like all these crazy songs. Basically, any title you can come up with, any weirdo combination of words, is a song title out there. And Alexa will be like, "You're like Alexa, play Poo Poo," and she's like, "Poo Poo." Hey, Mina, will you tell? Will you say? Will you tell Alexa to play? Alexa to play? Say it really loud. Alexa. Play poop poop. Here's poop 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 song by the toilet bowl cleaners on Amazon Music. <laughs> poop 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 it falls out of my bum. It don't look tasty to me, but flies say yum yum yum. When I'm constipated, the poop just won't come. And Litterbug is like a trap, like rap for kids about littering. So whoa. Anyway, amazing. so. It could be a whole new um a whole new game that you can play at home where basically you just guess the name of songs and Alexa will play them. And then uh, actually one of our producers suggested that people could even post playlists like you just write down and do your weirdo like quarantine playlist that <laughs> Alexa has created for you. Sometimes it even results in a in a actual good song so amidst all that mm-hmm. like uh, my daughter had been like, Alexa, play bad song. But then she was like, playing bad by Michael Jackson, and like my, mm. which my kids never heard. Then again, during the song, I began to wonder, like, are you allowed to play Michael Jackson anymore? I don't know. But anyway, maybe anyway. we'll post the mix on our on our for the We Here listeners. Kicking it, sounds- it off with Poo Poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a jam right there. That's a banger. That's a quarantine level banger. Like, you know how people used to say, like, uh, 
if you see an attractive person, like, oh, they're like a New York seven. Or like oh. when, when I went to art school, because we were such a small campus, people used to be like, oh, they're like a purchase 10, but like a New York six, you know, because we were such a small <laughs> school. This person right, was very right. attractive. So wow. these songs are like a quarantine bop, but an out of quarantine, like questionable song. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like hot for Cleveland or whatever that Exactly. Was. Hot in Cleveland. <laughs> Hot in Cleveland. Hot for Cleveland. Hot for no, Cleveland. Nobody is after we saw pictures of people protesting and acting a damn fool in Ohio. Stay in your <laughs> houses, people. Totally. Uh, anyway. Cleveland rocks. Anyway, but out, it sounds, out. It sounds like your parenting is going a lot better than Andy McDowell's. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Maggie. So Andy McDowell, um, we had some exclusive photos, right, um, run in page six that showed Andy McDowell and her daughters rainy and margaret margaret gotta be <laughs> hanging out with little kids too long rainy and margaret qualley you remember margaret qualley is also pete davidson's ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. she was in and once they were, upon a time in hollywood she was on in once upon a time in hollywood yeah she was really mm-hmm. good in that actually but they were sneaking out of an la park uh that was closed during the coronavirus pandemic closed to the public But there was Andy McDowell with a little chihuahua on a leash. And she and her daughters were sort of like scurrying under this fence to come out of this park. So I guess they basically made this L.A. park their private playground, even though it was close to the public. There is no way for them to deny this because in the photos, they're literally shimmying under this huge iron gate with a big sign that says like, Entrance gate closed at 5 p.m. Like, there is no denying this photographic proof. Right. And they look like they were dressed kind of for hiking, right? Like, Andy McDowell was wearing these kind of trail, you know, sneakers and, like, she had a straw hat on. She's Um, wearing all white, which I'm like, are we not even thinking about ruining this all white hiking outfit as you shimmy underneath this gate? It's actually (laughs) – it's 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 impressive. But yeah, so basically, according to the park's website, the park's called the Audubon Center. Sounds lovely. Its trails are closed till April 30th, but that didn't keep the uh, star and her daughters from going inside. You know, and, and the note from the park said, you know, in the spirit of being good community members, that it was closing. Yeah, so so I guess people kind of freaked out about this, but the park isn't upset at them. Right? You were yeah. saying the park is sort of kissing their ass, basically. Well, Eileen Reslin, our page6.com reporter who broke the story, talked to Jason Howe, who's the park's communication manager. And he said that Andy and her family are more than welcome to visit us when we're open again. We think Deb's Park is a beautiful place, and we'd love to show her around when it's safe to do so. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because this isn't the only incident, Maggie, of – um of famous people flouting the rules and getting caught out, right? So George Stephanopoulos, mm-hmm. we also had had a, um, an exclusive story about him where he, he was out in the Hamptons and he's been seen like numerous times um, kind of out in public and people are just calling him out left and right, right? So his wife, Allie Wentworth, we had reported that 
she had coronavirus and she had been bedridden and going through like some pretty intense and you know horrible symptoms. And George Stephanopoulos had apparently been taking care of her. So while he was taking care of her, he was seen out and about in the Hamptons, um, which people were already upset about that he wasn't social distancing enough, right? He was spotted visiting a local drugstore on April 10th. So people writing about him, you know, if you know someone's wife has corona and the wife has been very, very sick with it, do you think that the husband should be out at pharmacies picking up prescriptions when the pharmacy delivers and does curbside pickup? George Stephanopoulos fired back that he was self-monitoring, he never had a temperature, he never had any of the classic symptoms, and that he was wearing a mask and gloves at the pharmacy. But then he tested positive for coronavirus himself. Mm-hmm. But even after he tested positive, right, he was seen leaving his Hamptons home in a pair of shorts and walking for about a mile along East Hampton lanes with his mask down the entire time. A witness told page six, for someone who reports on the pandemic every day and is broadcasting guidelines about safe social distancing, George didn't really seem to care um, and that he was on his own walking through the lanes and past East Hampton Guild Hall with his cell phone the whole time, yakking with his mask around his neck. Uh, The source said, told Emily Smith of page six, he tested positive. His wife tested positive. Why can't he follow the local mandates to wear a pat? Sorry, to wear a mask in public. Why can't he just stay home? I don't know, Maggie. What do you what do you think about this? I mean, on one hand, I can see it both ways, right? I think on one hand, you could say that famous people like Andy McDowell and George Stephanopoulos are feel that the rules don't apply to them, basically, mm-hmm. right? Because these people live in a world where the rules really don't apply. And I mean, I think that sometimes we don't realize just like you know, how much they don't. Because if you think about it, and we see it all the time, it's like, you're famous, like, you're being, you know, driven around everywhere, you're getting free clothes all the time, you've got teams of, you know, publicists and, um, you know, my, you know, agents, whatever, sort of looking out for you. And I think that like, every little thing that you do is just sort of made more easy, because everyone wants to um, you know, make it easier for you and you have access to everything and you can do all these things. So on one hand, is it that they live in this bubble and they don't realize that during the coronavirus pandemic, they actually have to behave like regular people and the rules have to apply to them? Or are people just being unfair? And it's like, hey, they're they're being photographed and followed around everywhere they go. And like, maybe if you or I well, maybe not you and I. I don't know if any, any. I don't know what photographs would come, <laughs> what they get on us. But I mean, but yeah, maybe. I mean, any regular person, it's like maybe you go do something or take a walk and you put your mask down to make a phone call and you don't think about it. And then it's like a picture comes up and they're like, Maggie, you know, at 5 p.m. Look, she her mask was down. What was she doing? So what do you think? Do you have like sympathy for these people or do you think that they're just brazenly flouting the rules and infecting all of us with their walks and their toods? <laughs> well, I mean, if we've learned anything from George Stephanopoulos and Chris Cuomo, it's you cannot mess up in the Hamptons. People are trying to catch you because that is where both of these people were caught behaving badly. Andy McDowell is another story because that is such a blatant disregard for, you know, 
the confines of a park. Obviously, she must have been quarantining with her daughters and felt safe to be around them. But the fact that you have to like shimmy under a gate is like, come on. There's so many places you could have gone to walk outside freely. But there is a microscope on these people, you know? They're public figures. The world is looking at them to see how they're dealing with, you know, as I've as we are all used to saying, unprecedented times. So I don't know. I feel like when the spotlight is on you, act right. You know? Yeah, like, you, Maggie, you make such a good point. Like George Stephanopoulos basically has defended himself saying that during this walk I was carrying a mask, I was nowhere near any people. His rep and um, GMA have not um, commented when page six reached out for comment, I should say. But you are right. Like with the Andy McDowell thing, that is true. Like if you're shimmying under a locked gate. Yeah. There's no way to explain that away. You know what I mean? There's no reason that you're going to be like, oh, I didn't know. It was an accident. Like there was a clear demarcation on the gate saying it's closed. The gate is locked. Like you... there's no excuse for it like it's common sense and the fact that someone of her caliber who is of a certain age and has children should know better Cuomo watch continues and I'm not talking about Andrew we've had some really juicy updates about Chris Cuomo in the past I don't know 14 hours Yeah, I mean, Maggie, Chris Cuomo kind of kicked this whole thing off himself, right, where he went on Sirius XM radio and um, went on a tirade, basically, about how he's thinking of giving up his career and his job because he can't confront people on the streets the way that he would like to, and he can't go far enough. And he brought up this incident where a guy was bicycling by his home in Southampton and the this guy criticized Chris Cuomo similar to the George Stephanopoulos situation as you alluded to before Cuomo was out on his lawn with his wife and his family and another person and this guy was questioning if Chris Cuomo should be outside and um his wife went up to the guy I mean I think they stayed like a safe distance away but, you know, she asked him what he wanted. Anyway, Chris Cuomo went nuts on Sirius XM Radio. By the way, his wife has now tested positive for coronavirus as well. So this is a bit similar to the Stephanopoulos situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cuomo was like, you know, this guy, you know, was was giving him a hard time. And he felt that he couldn't he couldn't fight back the way he would want to because, you know, he's under under the public in the public spotlight but now after that story ran we've had a bunch of people coming out to recall other run-ins they've had with chris cuomo Uh oh yeah there's a source told us and we've actually had a few people come out to to recall this that back i know this is many years ago admittedly so do you know the reebok sport do you remember the reebok Mm -hmm. club for now equinox yes the mm-hmm. Reebok Club. It's on um it's on the Upper West Side and it's known as one of like the most exclusive gyms in New York City. And I guess back in the day, Chris Cuomo played basketball there and he mm-hmm. was known by fellow players as and these are their words, not mine, Maggie, a tool, a jerk, a crybaby, 
and an a-hole. A source had told us that <laughs> that Chris Cuomo is a pretty good player and athletic, so it was ridiculous what a baby he was. You don't usually see that behavior from really good players. His go-to reaction was some variation of, do you want to fight for even minor basketball plays? Um this source told us that he would have fought Cuomo, but the problem was that if you took a swing at someone, the rules at the club were that you were automatically kicked out. So it never came to fisticuffs. Um, I mean, this, uh, this was- source is amazing. I would like my headstone to say, what a baby she was. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, right. hit after hit with this quote. <laughs> right. Now, admittedly, th- the source said this was 10 to 20 years ago, and a uh, a CNN rep had said that Cuomo hadn't played basketball at the Reebok Sports Club for, you know, 20 years or more. So, but the source still said it's been a long time, but it was memorable. Chris Cuomo had said on his own radio show of this loser biker, the the cyclist who went by his house, which we've reported on before, I don't want some jackass loser fat tire biker being able to pull over and get in my space and talk bullshit to me. I don't want to hear it. And that sort of fighting back against these people, that matters to me more than making millions of dollars a year. I want to be able to tell you to go to hell to shut your mouth. So I guess this has been going on for quite a while. He's always been a hothead and two decades hasn't slowed him down and being, you know, he's no longer an angry young man, but he's still pretty angry. (laughs) Now, what is he, an angry middle-aged man? (laughs) He's an angry middle-aged dude. He's an angry dad. Well, now he has something to be happy about because he's finally been released from his own basement after getting all clear with the corona diagnosis. His official reentry into family life has happened and he videotaped it. And he did say the other thing is that in terms of this biker being concerned, I mean, Chris Cuomo was from his basement um, in isolation. He was detailing the symptoms that he had had while he was suffering from coronavirus, including shaking so hard um, from the chills that he chipped a tooth. So I guess if you're out Mm. on your lawn, someone would be kind of concerned that you were you were outside. But, but so he chipped is, his tooth from shaking so hard, teeth yeah. chattering upon other teeth, or what was the setup yeah, there? I don't know if he hit something or what. Eey. It was so hard, your his it's tooth. Terrible. Uh, so he's emerged from the basement. I saw there was yeah. a picture on our website, right, of him like coming yeah. up this emerging. His seventeen-year-old daughter Bella recorded him rising from the basement stairs. If you weren't watching him on CNN during his basement dispatches, you wouldn't know that his basement looks nicer than most people I know's apartments. And then when he comes up the stairs, you're just like, this is a pretty swanky house you've got here, Mr. Cuomo. I would suggest you keep yourself in check. You don't quit your job at CNN and you continue living in this beautiful home, sir. It's it's literally a gorgeous, gorgeous home and looks like a pretty A-plus place to be quarantined. Yeah, it just does seem pretty out of touch. And I think that's what we're seeing right now, Maggie, is this divide between the rich and famous and entitled and, you know, kind of regular people and how ridiculous it looks to the public. Like a $3 million second home. It's not even their primary residence. And how their behavior is totally outrageous. Maya Hawk, who is the 21-year-old daughter 
of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke gave an interview to Nylon Magazine where she said she feels her parents' generation really effed us. <laughs> yeah, well, Maggie, she's she's upset because she's 21 years old and um, her career was kind of on the verge of taking off to another level because she was shooting the new season of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. in which she has a role, the hit Netflix show. Um, she has an album that was about to drop or is about to drop. And then she was going to go on tour uh, after she wrapped the Stranger Things season. And basically, she had her own apartment in the city, like 21 years old, living the life. And now she told Nylon Magazine that instead of living it up, she's living back at her parents' house. Basically, she's shuttling back and forth between Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's places. She's living with her younger siblings and... uh trying to stake out real estate on the couch. I mean, you could have just stopped when you said she's upset because she's 21. That was <laughs> right, reason well, I, enough for me to be upset when I was I that have, age. I actually have to say, showing how objective I am, Maggie, and we just went off on some of the other like uh, famous people um, on the podcast that we discussed. I actually love this interview. I thought I actually totally like thought it was great. And Part of the reason was that she, um, Maya Hawk, kind of admitted. So she was talking about her career, and I guess her background is besides being, you know, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. She kind of didn't have a, a particularly great academic career. She mm-hmm. kind of, according to the article, she bounced around to different New York private schools, and then at one point she wanted to go to Amherst, but realized that she didn't have the grades to go to Amherst. So she ended up going to Juilliard, but then she dropped out of Juilliard and has sort of embarked on this Hollywood career. Her mother, Uma Thurman, has warned her about Hollywood and how hard it is for actresses in particular. But one thing that Maya Hawke said that I thought was so great is like she totally admits that any role that she's landed has to do with her famous lineage. And mm-hmm. she was, and she brought up a great point. She said, look, like, you know, people are going to give me a shot. Like every interaction I have in Hollywood, every opportunity I have has to do with her famous parents. And that basically a producer or director would give her a shot in a, in a project because they know that even though she's basically an unknown actress and kind of an unproven actress, that her name alone will get publicity. That basically they'll get more publicity opportunities if they cast her than someone who didn't have a famous last name. But then she says, but then she says like, but you know, if I suck and like I'm bad in the roles, like those opportunities will dry up. So I thought that was actually like a very, uh, I don't know. I, I loved her way of looking at it, I have to say. Right. And she also, when she talks about being quarantined, like there is a real self-awareness with this kid that I can appreciate because her much older counterparts are lacking it. She talks about, you know, she's healthy. She's had a lot of friends kind of impacted by the coronavirus, but she's mourning for her life. And then she says, that's a joke. I'm fine. I'm very fortunate, but totally depressed and confused. Okay, so we're recognizing the position we're in. I can respect that. Yeah, and I also like that she actually totally disses Hollywood in this interview. She basically said that Hollywood just used to be more glamorous. 
and says it's not so glamorous anymore. There's almost no such thing as a movie star anymore. Hmm. There can be an appearance of one for a second. Now there's a bajillion actors with a following. It's a lot more every man. Hmm. Um, and as you said in the beginning, she's pissed off at her parents' generation. And she says, um, we're just so annoyed at our parents' generation. They had it so easy. They were all just high and driving around in cool gas-guzzling cars, destroying our <laughs> environment and having no wars and no plagues and no pandemics. I think she's a little bit wrong about the no wars, right. plagues, or pandemics. And I don't, well, I don't know what kind of cars they were driving, but anyway. I mean, I guess this was SUV life. I don't know. I don't know. She says, we're in our 20s. We're supposed to be having fun and doing drugs and partying. But instead, we're going to soul cycle and trying to outlive our planet. Why? Oh, I don't know about <laughs> why they're going to soul cycle. But anyway. I guess paying $36 to ride a bike <laughs> that takes you nowhere is its own kind of addiction. <laughs> totally. Maggie, this is a dumb question, but what generation is she even a part of? I'm like, I, I'm so out of touch now. I don't even know because it, I only just go down to millennial. What's po- what's uh, past the millennials? Generation uh, Z? Z? Gen Zers? Gen Z? Has that happened yet? I don't know. I'm a millennial and I'm old. So all of this hate towards millennials, millennials. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. You're you're psyched to move it into a move the hate to a younger generation. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about how like eating avocado toast is the reason why none of us can buy homes and how we don't work hard and how we're so annoying. Like, we're all right. We're not so bad. <laughs> Give us a chance. Got it. Okay, so Je- she is Generation Z. Mm-hmm. I was right, Maggie. Generation Z is if you were born 1997 and oh onward. God. So if you're 23 and under, you are a part of Generation Z. So this is she is. And what know, comes I, after that generation? Oh God, they they're going to need you, a whole new alpha. You've run out, yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, maybe Maya Hawk was it? What was the like? You know how Girls, the show Girls, was like good for a minute, mm-hmm. like a season, or I don't know when you left the girls how long you stuck with girls but i think i think i wrote out for two or three seasons two maybe? yeah but there was like the one like most famous line from the show right was lena dunham mm-hmm. telling her parents like i could be the voice what is it <laughs> i could be like, the voice of a generation or a voice of a generation yes a voice of a generation I could which be is the actually brilliant my, my generation or of yeah so me but my hawk could be that person I actually feel like this is it. She I'm, could be that I'm crowning Maya Hawk the voice of Gen Z. You heard it here first on We Hear the Page Six podcast. Feel free to use that one when writing about Maya Hawk in any future editorial coverage. Thank you for your support. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your questions, your comments, your ideas, your thoughts, anything at all, really. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email us your hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to smash that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review because we love reading them. 
We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.